In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, manning up in the face of insecurities. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. And welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Couldn't do that one, could you? <laughs> Uh, she was she was mouthing everything I said, but she couldn't hang. I was trying to get you to break. It didn't work. No, no, I'm a professional. So let's get right into this uh, game plan episode, manning up in the face of insecurities. You know now that I've exposed myself and have and had some insecurities going on, but they have been identified and they will be destroyed. Um. And I, I want to get into this side of it, which is how did I identify what was going on, that there was a problem. And it only happens through self-reflection and a little bit of self-accountability. Now, I want to say, I want to say this. I, we were talking about, you know, in between uh, episodes, we were talking about a situation here, and I, and I realized that sometimes... And some, and I've had this said to me. Sometimes I make it too, too much about me. I'm trying to find the fault in me, in my method or my operation, and I kind of don't give enough. I don't give enough credit to the people around me that maybe it might be their fault because <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly believe that if there's change, I want to review what I've, what have I done, what part have I played. Did I make a mistake? Can I do better? Where everybody else wants to go, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. You don't do that. You are odd. I'm odd. <laughs> <laughs> There's no horn tooting going on here. It's just something I've identified about myself that maybe I'm putting too much, maybe sometimes I'll put too much pressure on me to say, what have I done wrong? Or how did I cause this when... It's when it might not be me. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've noticed that. Given I, quite a bit of what you've been dealing with, um, there's a very good portion of it that isn't you, but it attacked you. And well, because you were already in that that insecure state of mind, you were already battling your own internal thing, having those things unfold, I think, just made it worse and it wasn't anything that you did it was other people's responsibilities or other people's stuff shall we say that just compiled on top of because you were already in the mindset you were already there you were already digging it yourself so when other stuff happened you're you're looking at it through the filter of what else did i do wrong what what else is going on here that i'm not seeing why does this keep happening and it, it wasn't your stuff. It you, impacted you, but it wasn't your stuff. And you know what it what it's clearly a case of, which is what Barry and Tina 
taught us in that living life by design, which is strength overextended becomes a weakness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so what, I, what is important for me and just a, just an absolute aha moment in the moment we're sharing this together, I always want to take responsibility for what is mine. Mm -hmm. But if you look too hard at something that's not there, you look long enough, you'll find something. Yeah. And then you can go down a path uh, for blaming and accusing yourself for things that you are just not responsible for. How the word I don't say, did I not <laughs> see this before? Do you want me to say it? I'll say it. I don't have a problem saying that word. No. I don't even like that I thought that word, but I'm just uh, I'm just so taken back by myself that I didn't that I didn't see this before that um I don't want to get in the habit of looking so hard at myself uh, to find what my responsibility is in a situation. I need to allow other people, whether they accept responsibility for their actions, to have their actions and not accept responsibility myself. Because a, a dear, a dear friend of mine um, told me on the phone on Friday, you know, and, and and it hit me like a ton of bricks. He's like, you're not everybody's savior, buddy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Because it's not like I'm outright trying to be your savior, dude, if you're listening to this podcast. I'm not trying to be your savior. I'm trying to put you in that seat so that you can be the captain of your own ship, of your destiny. Now, for me, because I'm a man of faith, I can't be my own savior. It's my faith that does that. And we collaborate and co-labor on a plan for my life. So, um, I might have been dabbling in that, trying to do and be everything to everybody to, to think I could make I could shift their mindset and their decisions. That doesn't even sound right. Anyway, I can't be everybody's savior, and it's the truth. I also can't accept or incriminate myself for other people's decisions and mindsets and their actions. I can't do that. And I might have dabbled in a little bit of that. But that was an aha moment that, that we had there together, and it's a big deal for me. I want to accept the responsibility where it's mine to accept, but I don't want to go on a mission to find something so I can blame myself for other people's stuff. <laughs> That's not fair to me. True. It's not fair to me. We could just close the episode right there, but we won't. <laughs> but it just, uh, it's sinking in, and I want to move past it, but it's really sinking in on me there. So the game plan episode is here to kind of help you get to the point of how we identified this. And please excuse me if I babble on because my mind is like paused in a place here. So I'm going to try to move on from that. But wow, that is, that's big. Uh-huh. 
Aha. <laughs> I am he and he is you. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Don't go there. You'll All never right. get out. <laughs> so here's the things that I noticed. And, and Jeannie remembered the other situation, okay? Some things happen in life and work. One of those examples was when we were uh, on vacation, we were supposed to have a date night so the kids could do kid night, we could do date night, and Jeannie wanted to do family dinner instead. So she chose something else. And I took that, and I totally made it about me, just me. It had nothing to do with the kids. It had everything to do with her choosing the kids because I wasn't good enough. That's how stupid that is. But that is the mindset that came from that. And then she is, Jeannie is an aspiring author. She is going to write a ton of books. She's going to be this super famous author. Just remember me when you're a celeb, please, honey. Um, and she has allowed me, and I, I'm not saying this to pander. I'm saying she's given me the privilege to have input on this. And I, I mean that. Yeah. I mean it exactly. It's a privilege to me that you would even ask my ideas or that we would talk about all of it. But she decided to talk to a fellow writer um, because obviously the writer has can really relate to what you're going through a lot more than yeah, I can. We're in the same place. She She's at the same phase that I am um, in her writing and what she's doing. And um, we write similar things. So bouncing ideas back and forth has been helpful. Um, and this time I had decided normally I'll write it and then I'll read it to him and get his feedback and then I'll keep moving on. And this particular time I've decided I want to get to a certain point before I read it to him. And only because when I read it to him, he has all the questions that won't get answered until we get further into the book and I haven't written them yet. And then I start questioning myself and how I'm like building that. And it wasn't trying to keep him out of it. I just wanted to get to a certain point and see if it's really as good as I think it is getting to that point. And I knew when I did it, it was going to affect you. That's why I tried to tell you I'm not shoving you out of this. I'm trying to get somebody else's perspective. I'm very, very picky and I'm very, I don't trust many. So for me to share my stuff with someone else, I think kind of might have niggled you a little bit too because I don't share with a lot of people. I'm very, very, I hold everything very, very close to my chest. I don't like to show my stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of tweaked you a bit. Because well, it felt like I, you told me it felt like I was pushing you out. Well, the the fact is, is that I, I was able to reason with myself and say, well, this this makes sense to me. But the the first blow to the armor, so to speak, of choosing why am I not good enough was already there. Yeah. And then life took another swing and hit right in the same spot. And it's like. Oh, so now she's choosing this person instead of me. Um, so now I'm not good enough for the story. You take a minute to reason and say, dude, that's completely stupid. You know your wife. But those things start to fester if you don't put them down. And I was already on shaky ground anyway. And, you know, there was another situation in um, my professional life where it was a, re a, a situation that had occurred approximately seven times now that caused me some more insecurity. And so I'm just on, on shaky ground here. And that is how I, I started to realize 
the way I'm thinking about this, when something happens, I'm starting to make this all about me. Why is she choosing this and not me? Why am I not good enough for this? And when I hear, why am I not good enough? I know that's an old mindset for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. That is, that's what helped me begin to identify that this was a problem because I knew the way I was responding. Now, dude, I'm not the only one. You know how when something comes across, there's, there's what you say in your mind, and then there's what you say out loud, and it's what you don't say sometimes that is actually what's running your process on the inside. I'm not saying you have to be like some people and say everything that comes to your mind. But if if there is a part of you that is that is not how do I how do I put this where where it means it's what you're not saying if it doesn't if it doesn't line up with the things you are saying but it's what you're not saying on the inside um that causes like this greasy film to stick around about the situation then we know that there is potential or there is a problem and that is what i had to address because whenever at the moment where um i was like this is date night and and you were like well i want to have this with the kids I could have walked over or I could have said, hey, could I talk to you real quick and explain to you what it was? In the moment, I reasoned with myself and said, okay, this is a good thing. But, <laughs> you know, and then after a while, you get a little frustrated about something. You start talking about it again. It's like, well, why, what, why am I not? Why, we got all these other nights. Why am I not good enough for this? Why is she choosing? It's at that point where it's like, okay, you know that's the greasy film. Because when the glass is clean, you rub your finger across and it goes, because mm-hmm. it's clean. Well, now you know that it's greasy. <laughs> There's a problem. That, to me, identifies to me. Um, if I have any, if there's any kind of rub in the situation, then I go to look a little bit deeper in the moment to say, okay, what's going on here? So it was a couple of situations, personally, that stacked up to tell me there's an issue with my mindset. And I had to, I had to do some self-reflection to get down to the bottom of what it was. And, you know, my career, personal life, um, my health, this is why I stand by the thread of it. The way you do one thing is the way you do it all. I started getting insecure in, you know, in areas of my life where I had no business being insecure. But that's how I identified it because I, could, I knew the self-talk that was going on about situations that should have been one and done and left. But I carried it over. I carried that frustration over into the next situation, and then I started combining them, and then it started getting worse. So that if... If you have situations going on in your life, dude, that's what I'm talking to you about. These these are how you identify these things. And that's why I feel like it's important for us 
in the game plan episode to give you a rundown of how I came about understanding this. And I'm just trying to put it in some terminology to where hopefully I understand it when I listen to it. I hope you understand it, honey, in what I'm saying. Now, sometimes you can just make sense out of what I'm saying when <laughs> I don't. So is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think you've got it. You're explaining it just fine. Okay, good. So now, now that um, now that I have you there, this is this is kind of what this is kind of where I went wrong because in those moments I had when that happened, I had a moment to just deal with it in the moment, put it to rest, and move on. I kept entertaining those thoughts. And, you know, a positive ultimately comes out of it. But if you have something that you're dealing with, but it keeps on circulating, that tells you that there is something deeper going on within you. And what you want to do is you want to observe your thoughts and your reactions um, so that you can get to the root of what it is. So for me, insecurity, then it goes to not good enough. And then... Um, you know, driving to work one day because I have an hour and 20 minute commute, it gives me some time to reflect. And here I am listening uh, to Ed Milet, and he's talking about self-confidence. And it's not, it's not necessarily self-confidence in the outcome of what's going on, but your self-confidence, he says, should be rooted in who you are and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. I have complete control over that. I have complete control over who I am and what I stand for. And there's not one person in this world that can tell me any different because I've built that. Mm -hmm. And I said, wait a minute. This, uh, that's when the, the moment came where it said, oh my Lord, this is about insecurity. Because I started, once insecurity starts brewing, it starts to deteriorate your confidence. It starts, like the waves on the ocean, it starts to erode your confidence once insecurity starts to grow, mm -hmm. once it becomes more. And my confidence was waning. But my confidence had, I mean, it had no right to start waning because I know who I am and what I stand for. And there's no, there, there should never be a word that anybody says to me that can challenge that to the point to where it shakes because I know what I have built mm -hmm. within myself. Somebody um, taught you got your, con some, somehow somewhere along the line, your concrete decided to tell you it was sand and it's not sand anymore. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> and I said, you know what? Why am I lacking confidence? What is this about? And that, and that was, that was the indicator that I was being insecure about something. And then I took that step in looking at insecurity and saying, what am, what am I so insecure about? What's the insecurity here? And then that's when I started to review the way I was thinking and the language I was using to myself. And that is where I identified not good enough. That was the moment that things began to change. And I was in the canyon. 
So I couldn't get a phone call. <laughs> Nobody know, could interrupt you. It's between six and eight minutes of just me and nothing else. And as this podcast is going on, I had to hit it. Pow! I hit. I, I paused it. I said, I need to sit on this for a minute. Because no matter what the outcome in these situations are, I have the absolute confidence that I know who I am and what I stand for. And that should go far beyond my professional career. That should go far beyond my bank account. That should go far beyond any of these personal relationships that I have because who I am and what I stand for has been built. It's been, it's been tried in the fire. And it's good. I know where it's at. And it was at that point where it's like, you know what, dude? This is something. And I, it was at that point that I had to make a few notes. And then I started talking to a friend of mine. And I didn't tell him any of this stuff about insecurity or about what I was going through, which I'm willing to talk to him about. But then he started talking to me about where I'm at life-wise, where I'm at professionally. And he's saying, he said, he's bringing this up and he says, you're where you're supposed to be. And he said, you are changing, which means I'm growing. And I, I got it written down here. It was hard to write, but, uh, he's like, um, you're changing. And it's the changing that's taking place and others others around you can feel the effects of you changing. Mm-hmm. It's like a ripple effect. It is. And so people don't know what to do about that because you're doing things that might be out of the norm. Or you've been doing things that are outside of their norm, but it's getting closer to them. You're not doing what people expect you to do, whether it's what they expect out of your previous norm or if it's what they expect out of other people. Generally, when someone makes a snide, smart-ass comment and it's a dig at your intelligence, normally, people like myself, I will go for the jugular and put you in your place to prove to you where my intelligence is and to let you know I understand your backhanded compliment and here's what I think of it. You, on the other hand, will question. You know, if someone makes a comment that makes it sound like you're stupid, you're very quick to go, explain this to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not meant as... I accept that I'm stupid. It's please show me how you came to this conclusion. I would like to know where you think I'm unintelligent. And it puts them on the spot because now I have to prove to you why I'm taking a shot at you rather than just taking a shot and pissing you off. They don't like that. Well, they don't I, know how to deal with that. There's a That's a fair point because if I feel like you're trying to make me feel like an idiot, I'll just come right out and ask you and say, is your goal in this moment to make me feel like an idiot? <laughs> and then I'll just look at you and allow you to answer. And if it's not to make me feel like an idiot, well, let's get to the point of what you want me to understand. Otherwise, you get a lot of, uh, 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 uh. you know, and, and <laughs> look, hard questions 
just talking about that in the moment, they're not easy for any of us. Not even me. But I'm willing to face them. And most people aren't. And so that in the game, just as far as the game plan episode goes, I, I, I went over it two or three times, but I wanted you to see from my example how I came to the conclusion that I still had some roots of not good enough in me. The indicator was insecurity started to pop up. And how did I know the insecurities popped up? Because my self-confidence started to shake. And that, that for me, I know it sounds like a process and maybe I'm overcomplicating it, but I'm trying to make it as applicable or as practical as possible for you to see and maybe identify some spots in your life where you might have some issues, whether it's whether it is professionally or personally, relationship-wise, or in your health, or however it goes, there's kind of a blueprint of how this happens. It's not generally, like we say, when you're arguing, it's not generally about the dishes. It's about a deeper issue. And for the, in this case, my confidence being rocked. Now, thank God for Ed Milet. I hope, I hope I get to meet this dude someday and just freaking shake his hand for a minute and say thank you for providing perspective. It's what I endeavor to do. Just provide a little perspective for you in your situation for where you are so that you can take a step back and look and say, oh, this makes sense. Because the only thing, if, if you put your self-confidence in outcome, there's too much outside of your control. There's just too much. So if I place my self-confidence in who I am and what I stand for, that's a game I can win because I control that. And that, yeah, I heard that. Um, <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> that was like a defining moment for me to say, Quincy, there are certain things in life that we have insecurity about because it comes with a certain level of, of uncertainty. But in this moment, you know exactly who you are. There is no uncertainty about that, no matter who wants to question that. You're certain about who you are. And if you can rely on nothing else, you can rely on that because I have built that. And for me to think that I'm not good enough for something, I'm not good enough to dunk a basketball. I understand that. But as far as loving my wife and leading people and making an impact... I absolutely know I'm good enough for that. And there's nothing that should question my confidence in that. Why? Because I have built that. I have redefined that in my life. And so when insecurity pops, it's like, I know it's going to come back. I know, mm -hmm. I know it will come back and it will visit me again. It will test my mettle. And I pray that day that I see it for what it is and I put it down. But like I said in the in the journey episode, where our podcast is headed as the platform grows, the level of self-confidence I possess today or before this episode will not stand the bigger the platform gets. Mm -hmm. So you've got you you as yourself as a growing individual, you know, when your podcast has, you know, seven over 7,000 downloads, that's only a, there's only a certain level of 
confidence you need in who you are. When it gets to a hundred thousand or a million, it's like, what kind of self-confidence does Joe Rogan need <laughs> when a million people watch it and a couple hundred thousand people are attacking him, his integrity or whatever it is? Does, does it make sense what I, the, yeah. the picture I'm trying to paint? So I needed this experience to make me better. I needed this experience at this moment to identify some of this not good enough. And I appreciate life providing this opportunity. It's actually good for you because this is what we're dealing with with some of the kids right now. Yeah. So the fact that you're going through it at the same time that they're in that transitional phase as teenagers trying to figure out, you know, why things are happening or why they're not good enough for things, it's actually going to benefit a lot more than just yourself or the podcast, but it's it's going to start here. Yeah. And that's and that's where it has to start. Family famous. Got to be that family famous life. Anyway, there it is. That's the game plan episode. I'm not even sure if we need a playbook episode after that. Oh, Jeannie says we do. So get ready for a playbook episode. Apparently she's going to run that one because I don't know how much more you want to listen to me talk about this. But she's got some ideas. I could see it in your face. Ooh. <laughs> All right. That's it. That was kind of loud. Sorry. That's it, boys. Um, that's the game plan episode on manning up in the face of insecurity. I wonder what you have to say about that. What's your feedback on this episode? Let me know. I know you already know how to get at me. If you don't, Check me out at uh, manversusmarriagepodcast.com. You can connect with us right there. Uh, you know the email. If you don't, you're about to. Uh, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. Look us up, yo. Thanks for listening, guys. I, I, really, uh, I really hope that this episode has been as valuable for you is it has been for me going through it because I am much more prepared for what stands in front of me. And uh probably need to get into the idea of, at some point, um, identifying the fear I've been operating in lately. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Uh, for Jeannie Moran and Quincy Moran, this is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.